Hi there, and welcome to the Jamie on Purpose podcast, where we talk all things personal and professional development for ambitious and aspirational young professional women. I'm Jamie, and I am so excited that you're here for a very special episode. Today, I want to share with you all about my upcoming book. This is the first reveal of the title and the descriptions, so I am so excited to share about it. We're also going to talk a little bit about why I wanted to write a book and why I wanted to write this book. Okay, so without further ado, the title of my book is Seven Signposts, Find Your Direction in Life's Foundational Decisions, A Guide for Young Women. So exciting. <laughs> like I get so excited just reading it. Okay, so here is what the description is from the back of the book. Need direction in your life? Trust the compass, not the map. Most of us spend our childhoods internalizing a map by which we're expected to navigate life. Shaped by history, our families, religion, and society, this map tells us where we can and cannot go. Until one day, some part of it doesn't fit us anymore. Automatically following the same road feels wrong, and it calls the whole map into question. If you feel discouraged or stuck, maybe even a little hopeless, that's okay. Nothing's wrong with you. It just means it's time to ditch the map and follow your own internal compass. Seven Signposts shows you how to read your inner compass by posing seven decisions that can help you align your life with who you really are. At each step, you'll have the chance to choose. You can consult that old map or you can check your compass and design a beautiful, aligned life that's intentionally crafted to fit you. Okay, so that's like the description that's on the back of the book. So for the hardcover edition, um, there's actually an excerpt on the back of the book, and then that description is what's on the, the front flap of the book. So this is the excerpt from the introduction. I have two ambitions for what I want this book to be for you, dear reader. The first is that I want this to be tactical as hell. There are real tools and techniques and methods that exist in the world that really smart people have come up with. I have experienced using them, and I am here to tell you that they can help you too. I have my own spin on the exact application of how these things work in the life of an ambitious and intentional professional 20-something woman. And I hope to bring clarity on ways that you can make your personal development so personal to you that you feel like you can take on the world and do whatever it is that you want to do in this life. I want to give you language that has helped me harness my negative thoughts, identify and stop destructive behaviors, and flourish in understanding myself. The right set of words strung together, a perfectly apt metaphor, or a painfully relatable story might be just the key you need to open your eyes and your heart and prepare to grow closer to being the absolute best you can be. The second ambition is that I just want you to know that you are loved. Nothing is wrong with you. You are okay. You are enough. You can be happy. This is your life, meant to be lived in your own way. Keeping your eyes on your own paper is hard, and comparison is hard, and making the right decision is hard, and making the wrong decision is hard, because life is hard. 
There should not be shame in the difficulty. If it feels hard, if you're struggling, that's okay. Find some joy, find some purpose, find whatever you need to balance it out. But give yourself some grace and some love because we're all here just trying to do the very best we can. Okay, so that is what the book is about. That is the the title, the subtitle, the sub-subtitle, <laughs> the description, and the excerpt all from the cover of the book. And I hope that by hearing that, you are as excited as I am um, to dive into that book. So if that sounds like something you want to know about and and read, um, you can go to sevensignposts.com. So that's the number seven and then signpost, S-I-G-N-P-O-S-T-S.com. And there you can find all of that same information, the descriptions about the book, and you can um, sign up to be part of the Insiders Club where you'll get emails about the launch and um, you might even get a free advanced copy uh, if you if you join that email list so and, and you're interested in it um, so check out sevensignpost.com for more information okay so that is about the book again super excited um, but I also wanted to you know take this opportunity to talk about why I wanted to write a book and why I wanted to write this book so when I think about my book writing journey I I have wanted to write a book for a really long time for really no explicable reason um I thought it was just kind of weird that I just had this desire to write a book um, until I listened to a podcast from, I believe it was Jen Hatmaker like years ago. Um, And in the podcast, she was talking about how when she was younger, before she wrote any of her books, she just felt like she wanted to write a book and it didn't make any sense, but that's what she wanted to do. And so she did it. And in that moment, hearing her kind of recount that experience, I gave myself permission to want to write a book just because I wanted to. I will share in um, another episode in a few weeks the details um, behind the whole process. It's it's a full behind the scenes of how writing and publishing a book, um, you know, how that all happened. And I will say that it was definitely um, more work than I expected, like way more work than I expected. But I always knew it was going to be a lot of work. So, you know, when I go back to like writing a book is doesn't <laughs> really make sense. It's it's definitely not the easiest or the lowest stakes route to get into the world of thought leadership and content creation. And it's also most likely not going to make me very much money. Uh, for reference, the the average royalty amount will be about $2 per book. Um, and, you know, from like a strategy perspective, most quote unquote successful authors already have a large audience established to, to actually sell to. So uh, this all just goes to show like writing a book to launch a business is not the most... Um, strategic way to go about things, but that didn't matter. Like I'm, I'm 
very much a strategic person and I'm a, an efficiency person. Um, but that all just kind of went by the wayside because I just really wanted to write a book. Um, so much of my personal growth has happened because of reading books on a variety of subjects. And so I already loved that medium. Like I love podcasts. You know, you can learn a ton from Instagram and TikTok these days and YouTube, of course. Um, but there's just something really special about, about a book. And there's a, a saying in the writing world to write the book you wish you could have read. And that really resonated with me. So I knew that I wanted to write the book that I wish I could have read as like a recent college graduate or even earlier. So I'm thinking about, you know, Jamie at 20 or 22, like the book that I wish I could have pulled off the shelves and read through. So all of that's just kind of like building. And this was, I mean, again, years ago. Um, But I had the idea that I wanted to write a book. So it was somewhere in 2018. I don't remember exactly when. I just remember which house I was in, which if you'll recall, I have moved nine times in the last nine years. Uh, so that that helps me narrow down which time it was, if I can remember which house I was in. So anyway, 2018. Um, and that was the first time that I had the idea of what I called then juxtaposed advice. I, I am pretty sure it came on the heels of me reading um, a book by Cal Newport that's called So Good They Can't Ignore You. And that book presented a very different path to passion than I had ever considered before. And so it just kind of like rocked my world. Um, and once I had that puzzle piece in place, it was really quick for me to find other areas where those kind of conflicts arose. So because at that time I was steeped in just so much personal development content, um, there were a lot of different perspectives on the two different sides, you know, of these different hotly debated topics. Um, so those those competing directives were really loud to me. And so that's when the idea really was born of this structure of, okay, here are these topics. We ended up with seven in the book that are very commonly like debated, like that everyone knows basically that these are very important. And for the same reason, they are very... Um, strongly debated. And so that's really, that's the structure of the book is it presents the concept of personal finance. It presents the concept of passion. And then it presents the two different opposing ideas that are most commonly you know, talked about in the personal development world. So for passion, it is passion is innate versus passion is developed. For uh, personal finance, it is invest in tomorrow versus invest in yourself today. So those are just two of the examples. When I started to see this pattern, um, it was really an echo of society, right? Presenting a false sense of binary choices and forcing us to pick 
sides. And I totally see why this happens in books and other media. Claiming a really strong stance on something, especially if it directly conflicts with other strongly held beliefs by others, um, will be more sensational and will get more attention. But I found myself resisting that. Like I found myself seeing people say, this is the this is the right way to build your life, but this is the right way to think about this topic. Um, and I just kind of disagree with that. Um, I have often found myself kind of wedged in the middle and have to make a path for myself. Um, so I felt the desire to represent that in the book. I am a middle child, so I know the feeling of being both the big sister and the little sister. Um, In high school, I was cheerleading captain and valedictorian, Um, so I balanced the social aspects of those two very different worlds and groups. In my job as a technology consultant, I found that I was always the most, like, business and people-minded person in a room full of tech people, and I was the most tech-minded person in a room of business people. So I was I was always kind of bridging that gap. Um, and and that worked really well for me because I've I've never been someone who um aligns with binaries. I tend to see the world in shades of gray. And so, you know, as I think about the book, one of my goals was in order for readers to craft a life that is in alignment with who they are, which is my ultimate goal, right? That is really, if you can take this book and make your life be more in alignment with who you are and how you want to live your life, like that is the ultimate objective of this book. But in order for a reader to do that, they have to know what options exist for them. And there is so much information available out there in the world. Um, and so I wanted to create kind of like a, a beginner's guide to personal development, like almost like an encyclopedia of sorts, where people can start here and they learn that all of these concepts exist. Like there, this book is just full of resources and concepts and other authors and other teachers to go like start here, start in seven signposts and then go deeper into any of those areas. Um, And you can only do that like once you know that those worlds exist. Another major objective for this book that I have. So, you know, the first one is really kind of the tactical side of things. Like you actually learn something from this book that you're able to then take and create a life that that feels really good to you. That's objective one. The other is that I just really wanted to give a pep talk to the world. Like I, I wanted to remind people and remind you as my reader that you are so worthy of love and you are so deserving of a life that feels good to you and you have all the permission that you need 
to make whatever changes that you need to make in order to feel loved and to feel like you have a life that feels good to you. I think that that is such an important component of this too, because you can know that all of these tools exist. You can know that, you know, people are out there and they say that these things work for them. But if you don't have that sense of worthiness, of being enough, of like deserving the work and the intentionality and all of that, then you won't be in a position to continue and actually apply these things to your life. And so that's why I I just, I really feel like those things have to go hand in hand. Because another part of this is there's a very good chance that the life that you decide that you want is not going to be the life that you're currently living. And that might mean that you decide you want to quit your job or you're in a relationship that's not working for you, or you, you know, are still living in in your hometown and you've decided that that isn't what you want anymore. Or maybe you moved away and you decide that you actually do want to move back home. Like all of those things, when you make those decisions, like there's the chance that that's going to impact other people. Most likely, all of these choices that you will make, all of these changes that you will make in your life will impact other people, which means you have to believe that you are worthy enough to inconvenience other people in order to create a life that feels good and aligned to who you are. And if you are struggling with that sense of, well, I'm not sure if I can disappoint other people, so I'll just keep disappointing myself. Like, that's that's a tough spot to be in. It was Glennon Doyle, who I reference multiple times throughout the book. Um, one of her quotes that she has that I just absolutely love is, if you're ever forced sorry, not forced. If you're ever faced with the decision between disappointing someone else and disappointing yourself, you should disappoint someone else every single time. Like you should never disappoint yourself. But in order to get to that spot, we have to believe that we are worthy of not disappointing ourselves. So that is why the pep talk part of the book is is just really important to me. Um, and I hope that you feel that when, when you read it. I hope you get that sense of being reminded of just how worthy, just how deserving you are. So the last reflection that I have about why I wanted to write the book and kind of where I am now is one of my values, which when you read the book, uh, there there is a core values exercise. There is also a podcast episode about core values, but there's the exercise in the book um, to create your core values. And 
one of mine is it's kind of a combo. It's legacy and community. So those really go hand in hand for me, um, but they are kind of distinct. So what this book does for me is it really fulfills that legacy aspect because for me, what legacy means is the work that I do will continue on beyond just me. So I will be able to you know, help someone else who then helps someone else who then helps someone else. And there's a, a, a ripple effect there. Or by creating this book, I mean, this book will always be there. Like, books have been around for a really, really long time. And there's something just so powerful from a legacy perspective for me that no matter what happens after September 27th, like this book will be out into the world. Somebody will have a copy of it somewhere. You know, hopefully it'll stay on Amazon to be purchased um, like for the rest of my life and then even beyond that. And again, that's just so like, I just got chills. Like there is something just so powerful and um, just profound about that that is such a strong alignment to my legacy core value. And so I am, I am really thrilled um, to have written this book. I'm really proud of what's here. It's, I could probably go through and. Um, you know, find things that I wish that I had said a little bit differently or uh, really one of the most interesting things that I have noticed is just because, um, and I'll, I'll describe this in that other podcast where I talk uh, behind the scenes, but from a timeline perspective, I stopped writing like new things in September of last year. So it has been a full year since I have like written a new chunk of this book. It has all just been edits since September of last year, um, which is bananas. But like the amount of things that I have learned in the last year and the amount of things that I would change how I would say something or I would change the story and I look at it and I, I want to kick myself because I'm like, how could I have not included this topic? This is so important to me. This is so powerful to me. Um, but so much of that has come in the last year. And so all that to say, this book, as long as it is as much effort as I have put into it, like there's still so many things that I wish or that I want to say. Um, and so it's not perfect by any means. I guess that's where I'm getting. It's not a perfect thing. And I'm still really proud because it is a starting point And I am just so freaking ready for people to have it and to start being able to read it and to, you know, take that um, the faster path um, that took me a long time to to piece together. Um, but because you have this beginner's guide to personal development, um, then you are you are ready to hit the ground running and really create that life that does feel good to you and is gonna make you feel fulfilled and happy and content and just 
all the good things because you, again, are just so worthy of that. And the contributions that you're going to make in this life will happen when you feel that good, when you feel that fulfilled. And I just want that for you so badly. And that is what my mission is with everything that I do. It is to get you closer to that reality. All right, so that is why I wanted to write a book. That is a little uh, intro into Seven Signposts. Uh, Again, go to sevensignpost.com to see more about the book, see the cover. um, And as always, I hope that this was helpful. I hope it was interesting. um, And I'll see you next time.